Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. What is the secret to success in the direct sales industry? Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome to the LeadX Show, where, of course, we are the smartest way to start your day. And please tell your managers, heck, tell all of your colleagues at work, you can watch a new free training video every single day at leadx.org. Recent topics have been on ways to double your productivity, how to motivate your team members, and even tips for authentic leadership. Today in the show, you're going to hear from the president of social selling at Avon. We get her career advice for young professionals, her management tips, and the difference the key difference between those who just dabble in direct selling and those who make it big with six-figure earnings. Our challenge of the day comes from one of her early career lessons. Think of something you might like to try, maybe a little different, and go ask your boss, or even significant other, to support you in trying it out. Now, in our guest case, you're going to hear that she actually changed her entire job. Now, I'm not suggesting you do that, unless it sort of feels like that is what you want to do. But maybe there's something at work that you're interested in, but your boss wouldn't know about it. Maybe you want to run the United Way campaign this year. Maybe you want to organize the summer picnic. Maybe you want to tag along on a sales call with a, with a sales representative just to learn more about that side of the business. Think of something different, a little daring, and go ask for permission to do it. Our quote of the day comes from Alice Walker. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And before I introduce our guest, please be patient and understanding with the audio quality. You know, it's great whenever I can get a high-level company executive to talk to us, but we always struggle to pin them down on a time and place or even a Skype connection, so we kind of have to take what we can get. And a lot of times it's on a, you know, poor quality speaker phone or even mobile phone, etc. So just keep that in mind with this interview. The audio is a little bit less than we, we like to do on the show. With that in mind, our guest today started her career in the direct selling industry as a PR intern at Avon. And recently, she returned as president, social selling for New Avon. Avon has been in business for 130 years and has launched more female entrepreneurs than any other company. Our guest is Betty Palm. Betty, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kevin. So I'm looking forward to this chat, Betty, and I don't think I shared with uh, with your team before that um, some of my earliest memories in life is my mom bringing me along as she was visiting our neighbors uh, and dropping off Avon catalogs or dropping off product. And uh, it's actually some of my earliest and, and most fond memories going with her as she was making the rounds. Oh, we love hearing that. We hear that often, actually, as a uh a lot of people can remember a mother, a grandmother, an aunt, you know, having the Avon representative, you know, visit and drop off products. And uh, we're happy to, to be part of people's happy memories. Oh, yeah, that's the way I'd put it. And, and you know, some out there, some listeners might say, boy, it's kind of funny as a guy, he's talking about these fond Avon memories. But as a as a little toddler, like I can remember the bath toys that came from the Avon catalog. I could remember, you know, opening them up and smelling the the perfume. Like I have great memories from the catalogs and, and that time. So this is I'm excited for the interview. 
Oh, we'd love to hear that. The first question, Betty, is sort of a, a tradition I have. I ask all our guests the same first question, which is, you know, I believe that our failures are stepping stones. Even if they hurt in the moment, they can lead to new things in the future. So I'm wondering if you'll share a story of one of your best failures and what did you learn from it? Okay. Well, that is that is a bit unusual. We normally like to talk right about our successes. <laughs> uh, but I can remember a time, actually, it's after I had worked for Avon uh, for a number of years. And then I left and I was working in New York City and uh, was recruited by two former Avon executives to a new business that was in Houston, Texas. And so having left a very large established company that had protocols and ways of doing business, and certainly as a young woman, these are your impressionable years in terms of, you know, understanding how, how to operate within a business climate. And when I moved to Houston then, first of all, it was the, a move from New York to Houston. I even had to get used to the language of business down there. So in a business meeting, somebody would say, well, this dog won't hunt. And I'm thinking, I don't even know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not even sure I know what that means. <laughs> or, uh, you know, they'd be using expressions like, well, we're fixing to get ready. And uh, it was, that was another one. It's like, well, what does that mean exactly? Are you ready or not? <laughs> um, but, but it was a business that was run by an entrepreneur. And the entrepreneur uh, you know, had started a number of businesses as a young man, became quite successful, and then was in the business of starting a number of other businesses. And so, again, it, it was just a very different cultural environment, you know, from Avon, that was this established firm, to this entrepreneurial environment that really was so different. You could make decisions on the spot, highly flexible responsive to customer needs. You could hear something in the morning and change it in the afternoon. And so, you know, at the time, I don't know that I had a full appreciation for that exposure, mm. uh, but I found myself, you know, even as I left that company, um, looking back many times and actually have written to the uh, founder of that particular company and said, um, I feel that I earned my MBA from that exposure <laughs> that I had with you. Um, and again, it was just a great experience. It was just so different, though, from what I had uh, been used to. And I had great admiration. And, you know, with any entrepreneurial environment, some of his businesses, you know, had failed or you have to pivot as you learn more of what worked. And for this particular business, it started out as a precious jewelry business. Uh, but because we were selling at that time primarily to women, they were more interested in the fashion jewelry piece. And so we had to change the inventory, you know, move to more of a fashion oriented type of approach, more affordable approach. And in the end, you know, the business was sold. And so on the one hand, you could say, you know, the business did not succeed. And, you know, therefore I, I didn't succeed in it. Uh, but, but I will say that the lessons of being an entrepreneur, adjusting, even the language of the entrepreneur never used the word failure. It was more around, here's what I learned. Here's what we do differently. Let's try this next time. Um, and again, to be able to make decisions so quickly and to rely on your own instincts to a large extent as you're listening to the customer and, and adapting and changing. So they, they turned out to be valuable lessons in the end that, that have stayed with me throughout my career. But in the moment, probably as that young woman, I uh, maybe wouldn't have seen it with the, with the same set of eyes that I'm, I'm looking at it now. 
Yeah, well, I, I love what you said there. It's it's having that uh, learning the entrepreneurial mindset where if you're going to do anything big or bold, then it comes with risk, and it's not really failure. It's just lessons learned, you know, an experiment that didn't that didn't work out. Yeah. And and you mentioned you know you actually started as an intern at Avon, and then since then, of course, you've had this incredible career reaching the highest levels of companies like Tupperware, Pampered Chef, Mars, Jones Apparel, and now back at Avon. So. Think back or, you know, to your career span, your career arc, and what advice would you give to an intern today who wants to have a similar, you know, similar successful career? Yeah, probably, again, it's the theme that that you just mentioned a few moments ago, but the willingness to take risks and to try things that, you know, I had never tried before. And I think it was also a comfort around asking for what I wanted. So while my career started in the public relations department, after a while, you know, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed the exposure to, you know, lots of different aspects of the business, product publicity, people publicity, you know, event marketing, all of those types of things were were great. And also, you know, learning the lesson of being prepared to, you never knew how something could turn out. So you had to think through both the positive and the negative. If there was an outcome that you weren't 100% sure of, that was that was also a good lesson there. But the, the other thing is it, it was really around asking for what you wanted. So I knew at that time that while I enjoyed public relations, it was really writing a lot about the successes of other people. And I, I kind of said to myself, I want to be the story, mm. not the story writer. Right. And so I had asked and said, you know, I would be very interested in becoming a division sales manager. And while I didn't have any experience in sales prior to that, I was given the opportunity. So I guess the, you know, the lesson that I learned is that if you really are interested in something, you've got to express that interest and let other people know that you're willing to be a student, why you care about that. And uh, then, you know, the opportunity presented itself and, and I was the candidate for that. And that allowed me to really, you know, grow my career later as a result of that experience. I love that phrase you use. You decided you wanted to be the story, not the story writer. <laughs> so on the topic of leadership and management, you know, what advice would you give to someone who now is just making that change from individual contributor to first-time manager? What's what's a piece of advice you tell them to keep in mind? Probably, uh, you know, I'd have the person think about some of the best bosses that they've ever had and the attributes that made that boss a good boss. So whether that was somebody who gave, uh, you know, really helpful feedback or whether they were somebody who gave public recognition for the work that you've done, or whether they conducted really good meetings that involved everybody and everybody's contribution was valued, whether they served as the encourager, uh, they helped you see your strengths and what potential you had. Sometimes you need somebody to identify that and point that out to you. Even, Even a good boss is somebody who gives you air cover when you need it. So if you've made an error or a mistake, Again, a good boss will help you both learn from it and help you recover from it if, if that's the case. Uh, but I'd also tell the the new manager or leader, think about some bad bosses as well. <laughs> so besides the good ones, if you've had a bad boss, uh, that's the person you don't want to become. So, you know, sometimes a boss can be great when things are going along as planned, but when Sometimes people are stressed, they can behave badly. And so, you know, be mindful of those moments when 
you know, you've had a bad boss and if they, you know, didn't treat you in the way you would want to be treated, remember that feeling and, and don't be that person. Yeah, learning from not just the positive uh, examples, but the negative ones as well. Betty, I've known a lot of people who uh, have joined the direct selling industry and and many of them, they do it as a sort of, well, I guess the phrase these days is like a side hustle, a part-time thing. They want to make a little extra money or save up for some vacation or, you know, the kid's college fund. And others have really, they dive in and they ended up building, you know, a thriving full-time six-figure business for themselves. So, you know, again, with all the experience you've had, all the success you've had, what's the secret? Like, what does it take to be a top achiever in uh, direct selling today? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, a couple things. One is, you know, for, for most folks, they do fall in love with the product. And so, you know, they become a product of the product and they know you know, how to recommend products, you know, their users of it. They have their own personal testimonials, but they also have a service mindset. They care about, you know, meeting their customers' needs. And and probably if I had to wrap it up in in one sentence, they're good listeners. Mm. They're always listening for clues from the customer or from a team member. So whether it's a customer who's looking for a perfect gift for the holidays, for you know, whether it's stocking stuffers or for other people in, in her life, whether it's the, you know, the babysitter to the dog sitter, there's a need for gift giving items that, you know, I'm listening for that. But if I'm also approaching somebody new um, who, you know, it tells me that um, maybe they're struggling to, to meet, you know, their family bills or, you know, maybe they want to buy a new car or maybe they want to put braces on their children's teeth or, not sure whether they could afford to send their child to a different school, then that's a person that could potentially become a representative on my team. And so I would then talk to them about the business opportunity. But again, just being attuned to, you know, listening to people, what their needs are, and then realizing that, you know, I have solutions for them that could, that could solve, you know, some of their problems. So again, being product knowledgeable, service mindset, and a good listener. Great advice. So what's the best way to find out more about Avon? Yeah, that's easy. (laughs) Avon.com. Avon.com. I mean, I know I didn't have to ask, but just in case there's those out there who wouldn't have thought that, then wanted to make sure. Betty, thanks again for taking the time to share your, your wisdom with our listeners here. Thanks so much for coming on the Lead X Show. Okay, well, Kevin, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Friends, before we go, remember, at LeadX, we're on a mission to give free leadership training and professional development to everyone, anywhere, at any time. Visit leadx.org to check out our free course of the day and our weekly live webinars. And if you're the kind of person who always says thank you, please take one minute to go leave a quick rating for the LeadX show on iTunes, because we're at 246 reviews and I need to get to 300. We get about two ratings a week right now, which is less than one per show. My heart is breaking. (laughs) But big thanks to the new reviews that did come in last month from people like M. Shahi, Annette Sky, ZinTim69, Mike071966, Stacy H331, Kaplan in Carolina, of course, Princess Rose Love, Megahe01, and Living With Intention. Thanks, guys, for 
taking that one minute, going on to iTunes, clicking some stars, and that subscribe button. Remember until next time, leadership isn't a choice. Leadership is influence and we influence all of the time at work, at home, and in our communities. Today, lead mindfully, lead with intent. Thank you.